0: Welcome to Material, a show all about the Google and Android universe, hosted on the Relay Fun network. This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode and IT Pro TV. I am one of your hosts, UX designer Yasmin Evian, and joining me, as always, my wonderful co-host, tech columnist Andy Anako. Hello. And app developer Russell Ivanovich. Hey, hey. I missed you guys. You know, we we didn't record last week, or we recorded a week in advance two episodes because I was on vacation, visiting uh, my husband's family in Minnesota. So I missed you guys, uh, but I have a pretty funny story. We have people that know us in Minnesota. It's uh, it's it's pretty wild. <laughs> so just so I'm clear um, I,
1: for for our international listeners, Minnesota that's that's in Canada. Yeah,
0: uh, it's actually pretty close to Canada. It borders Canada. It's up there, north in the Midwest. Did um, they say Iolani? So, yeah. The problem in is Minnesota. that the ice shelf
2: keeps moving between those two uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. countries, and, <laughs> yeah.
0: and so you never know. Pretty much, whatever country would think. I, you know, I did go to uh, a town called Duluth, which is pretty pretty close up north, and it uh, it's on the Lake Superior, which actually touches the Canadian border. It's one of the biggest uh, like, I think it's actually the biggest uh, lake in America, one of the Great Lakes. So yeah, it was kind of like I was in Canada, uh, but you know, my husband's family's there, and uh, I had I had my birthday party, and uh, I one of my cousin in laws, so my husband's cousin, took a picture and sent it to one of her friends, like a Snapchat, and was like, "Hey, hanging out with Yasmin." And she goes, you know, Yasmin Evian? And uh, my cousin goes, hey, do you know this? Uh, I think her name was Jennifer. And I was like, "Uh, no, I I don't know her. Like, how do you know her? Like, I'm trying to figure out how I would know her. And uh, she goes, I was, you know, she goes, "Uh, yeah, she knows you. And I don't know why. So I'm, I'm waiting to hear back how she knows me. And I was like, is she into tech? I was really trying to figure out. Turns out she actually listens to material podcasts. And so it was one of those small world moments. So people in minnesota listen to us everybody so um there we go we, so what, we got a lot of uh listeners all over the world
1: what's the local shout out yasmin what what should we say to people in minnesota
0: in minnesota uh, all right <laughs> you betcha
1: you you <laughs> that's betcha that's
0: what they say. <laughs> you betcha oh yeah
1: <laughs> do we love your oh, listeners gosh. You oh betcha. yeah yeah
0: let, let's say all those because i started i started picking up on all the answers oh gosh that's that's a good one.
1: <laughs> oh, we've offended them. I all brought now. hot dish.
0: Oh, and yeah, a hot dash. And uh, you have any cheese curds? There we go. I found out what cheese, cheese curds were. Had curds. those for the first time. What
1: is a cheese curd?
0: So it's uh, pretty much like a mozzarella stick, and I'm gonna get a lot of hate mail from uh, Minnesota people. But uh, pretty much it's just cheese, and they I think they they uh, fry it. So in some Fried form cheese. of batter. Oh, I can get behind that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So if
2: you can't if you can't go to Wisconsin. I suppose that would work out. I, I, I've been to Wisconsin a couple of times, and both times I have just been served plates of food in restaurants that just made me shocked for days and days and days. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like they want f- cheese. It's no, I, I'm not even kidding. It's like I, 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 I still remember this dinner with three locals. And I, wisely, I realized that I'm not acclimated to the cholesterol count that's like part of the atmosphere in Wisconsin. So my friends who, again, don't again, they don't look like they weigh 800 pounds. They look like, you know, just like normal people. And they order this, they, their, their, plate, their sandwich arrives and it's a sandwich and it's coated in like eight. Different like carapaces of dairy products and fried things, and then more fried meat, and then more cheese things, and then they asked for ranch dressing to pour on top of it. And I, I'm looking at my little barbecued sandwich and my little not bowl but cup of like beer cheese soup, and I'm thinking I am a lightweight. I
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're like what? I'm not prepared for this. They, I did have they call it the Lucy burger, which they put cheese within the the ham like the actual meat. The hamburger meat so um yeah i yes they love their cheese i've Everyone had that in the one and
1: no one told me the cheese was in there i burnt my mouth really <gasps> bad oh, <no>. yeah.
0: <laughs> so so i gotta ask andy a quick question did your uh cheese um your cheese soup what do they call it your um the cheese yeah. soup did it have pop yeah the beer cheese soup did it have popcorn on top yeah of course it had <laughs> popcorn
2: on top as a matter of fact that somewhere in the anaco archives i have i have a photo of the beer cheese soup <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. I had that with popcorn and I was like, yeah. this is a thing. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. So, uh, shout out to all of our Minnesota listeners out there. I, you know, I did hand out some stickers. So if you don't get them friend that's listening, she's my cousin is hugging them all. So, but, I, but I will note that, uh, having our show on Google play music and Spotify has made it a lot easier to tell people about the podcast. Cause you know, that initiated a conversation with my cousin was like, what's a, you know, what's a podcast? Like, how do I listen to this? And I was like, do you have Spotify or Google play music installed? And I was like, well, you should really get pocket cast, but if you don't have that installed, get, get Spotify. So she, she was able to find me and I think now she's listening. So hello, hello, family.
2: Actually, this is probably a good time for us to have that conversation. Um, this is going to be the first episode that Russell is not personally editing. So now if we say Spotify, is it okay if we say it and it will stay in? Or if, are we just simply now instead of harassing <laughs> our good friend Russell and making him take it out, are we making our new editor take it out? I don't I don't
1: know what the what the deal is. <laughs> I, I have no comment at this time, but I will tell you something interesting happened while we were away. And this I think Google did this on purpose. We we took a week off, you know, fourth of July, woo woo. And they announced that Android N was not gonna be called Nutties. <gasps> it was not gonna be called Nutella. It was going to be called something that I'm sure we all pronounce the same way, nougat. <laughs> nougat? Are you with me on the nougat? Hey,
0: hey, wait, no, 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 no! It's pronounced no got because are you running Android N? No got.
1: No got. Get it? Or is that Think one of those? Is your fridge it? joke running things?
0: That was one of my jokes.
1: Yes, me. She is a mom, ladies <laughs> She is a mom. Parent jokes. I, yes. I only know how
2: to pronounce to pronounce nougat. I have to replay every Three Musketeers bar commercial from my childhood. <gasps> I didn't even caramel. know what it is. Chocolate wafer, chocolate caramel over a center of rich, creamy nougat. So yes, it's nougat. Nougat. Mm-hmm. There's actually yeah,
0: uh, three three different
2: ways French. to pronounce it. It's French. Je parle français très bien. C'est le nougat. Xavier yeah. coupe oh nougat. <laughs> there is so, <laughs> no, but God. the but the the thing that they're using, like remember, we've got we used to be like gingerbread, nice crackery, peppery gingerbread and Kit Kat. Who doesn't like Kit Kat bars? And then, of course, you find out that in Japan, there's like 18 million different kinds of Kit Kat bars and you like them even more. And now they're going to nougat, which as a candy in and of itself is very much a 1970s grandma candy where it's still sugar, it's still dessert, but it's not a thing that you remember or recollect and you'll eat it mostly to be nice. And it's just a reminder that you're at grandma's
0: house. I, I think... I didn't even know I've had it before, but I guess it's found in like Snicker bars and stuff. I have no idea. It's, what this it, is. Well, it's,
2: it's like this whipped. <laughs> it's like this air whipped, like marshmallowy sort of chocolate. As a standalone candy, it's like uh, like a denser nougat. So if you have a Three Musketeers bar, that the center of it is nougat, uh, and the, as a standalone thing, you've, it's like kind of pressed into like a little loaf with like nuts, like walnuts, sort of inside it. It's, it's not bad. It just doesn't. I'm, I'm saying that. Let's say that. You're the one house on the block that on Halloween is handing out nougat. The kids are not going to be upset with you because it is a tasty candy. But darn it, they brought eggs, and you were the worst house. <laughs> this real, I'm, I'm saying that's not going. You're not. It's, it doesn't. It's not a guarantee that you're not going to get your house egged, but. I mean, but I, I, it's just a—it's just a weird thing. It, it,
0: It's—it's—it was. I—I uh, I don't know what was weirder, the name or how they announced it. So um, I was getting ready for work. on, I think they announced it, you know, in the work week. I think it was like Thursday, my time. And I was getting ready for work, and they were like, "Watch us on Snapchat to uh, get the unveiling, the, the name of Android N." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, how? What, how do I get Snapchat?" Like I was like, "How do I make this work?" It was. Uh, yeah, I had to enlist the help of a younger millennial to help me out. And I was like, do I, do I subscribe to, like, Google? Like, okay, I've added them as a friend. Are they going to send me a Snap? Or do I, like, have to continually, continually refresh their feed so I can see their stories? It was a mess, a mess. You know, um, so I don't know if Google has heard of this, but there's a thing called YouTube Live, which is really great. And maybe that would have helped. I don't know. <laughs> but do <did> the <laughs> so, kids
1: know how to use that, Yasmin? I mean, because this is bringing back painful memories of Google I/O when Google was like, here's our Snapchat qr code whatever that thing was you know scan this thing and i battled with that for 20 minutes and i finally got google added into my snapchat thing and then i tried to call google and google didn't answer so thanks google like i spent 20 minutes adding you into my snapchats which is like that is you know that's a long time for me and then i call you no response i mean that's just that's just cruel
2: and also, is it, is it really – was there, were there kids out there going, ma, ma, we can't go to Six Flags today. I need to stay home so I can make sure I know what the new code name for the next Android is. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> like No, it's, it's the sort of thing that you, you, you're you on Twitter and then you wonder why Nougat is is a hashtag. And then you find out, oh, okay, that's why they called it that. Okay, that's interesting. It does it, – it does, when I heard it, I did come up with a theory, though, about why they named it something as – I it's not bad. It's not a bad treat. It's just not a really attractive one. And then I was thinking about all the really good stuff that's uh, going to be in uh, the next version of Android, and also the the kind of the ongoing trend, like marshmallow. Like no, marshmallow is like a a key com- critical component in s'mores. Uh, you can roast them. You can, you enjoy them. Again, there's no real. It's it's just a basic thing. Um, so I think that what they're trying to get at is that every single version of Android keeps getting better and better. And as this trend continues, they're going to be choosing like less and less interesting desserts for the code names. And so my prediction is that Android 13 is a, it's going to be the, the, under the buzzword Android 13. So good. We're deliberately calling it Android Vegemite because we know <laughs> that name can't even possibly hurt it. It's so
1: good. Mm, Android Vegemite. I think I'm one of the only Australians that hates Vegemite. So go ahead, Google, you know, by the way, I also I've run into a few more Indian listeners since then via, you know, email and Twitter. And they all tell me they've never heard of Nutty's. So Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe our Nutty's campaign was doomed from the start.
0: Well, I, my coworker. Went to India and she brought me back nutties. Really? So they so do they exist. exist. They're just not that popular. It's just not there. popular. <laughs> yeah. She, no, she brought them back. She bought me uh, two packs and I ate one. And it's actually, they taste a lot better when they're not stale. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I had my nutties. I, I cried in my office and ate my nutties, <laughs> shed a tear. You know, thank you, listeners, for voting for Android Nutties next year. Next year we'll get the, the P. I don't know. We'll have to start uh, thinking of some P words. Oh, Potato. Oh, mm. you know? oh wait. L-M-N-O. Yeah, you're fine. Android O. <laughs> There's an O there. Yasmin went to college. There we go, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to go straight to, to P. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, oh. P, P
1: Yasmin, is pavlova. The people of New Zealand and Australia are pushing that one. Pavlova. Okay, okay. All right. That's, just, maybe that's
0: going okay. okay. on my that'll, mind.
2: That'll, That'll that'll encourage people to, like with with the Nougat, I'm embarrassed, but I have to be honest with everybody and say that, yes, I was doing some shopping and I saw the candy counter, the Three Musketeers bar, and yes, I bought a Three Musketeers bar (laughs) because Nougat was now on my mind and because I felt as though that gave me license to buy a candy bar. But for Pavlova, you actually have to kind of like either go to a fancy restaurant, you have to like make yourself a Pavlova. Wasn't that on like the British Baking Show, like the third season and that was... Like one of the, the the star bakes or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's it's oh, maybe I'm Australian, and I'm biased, but it's actually pretty easy to make. You just get yourself some eggs and a few other ingredients. You whip it all up, and no worries. You get yourself a pavlova. <laughs> I need you to write a cookbook. <laughs>
2: Today, you do? here's how you make chocolate layer cake. You get some chocolate, some other ingredients, you whip it all up, and then you bake it. There's your chocolate layer cake. Put it in the Next, lemon, lemon meringue pie. First, like you get some freedom. lemons, you make a meringue.
0: <laughs> and this is, Editor Jim, where we would cut out that piece. Oh. Would we, though? No, that's not we? where we would.
2: Oh, well, yes, it, I mean, that's quality. It's, it's what we would do if we were boring people and we didn't <gasps> yeah, want no, to.
0: Well, we got to tell Jim about the fun outtakes that we have in the end. They got he, Jim has to keep the fa- fun outtakes. That's one of the requests that the listeners made.
1: There, there is one other bit of follow up, Yasmin. Uh, we didn't manage to get our Randine thing into Google Trends. I don't know how many thousands of searches you need um, before that's a thing. But, 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 but we did manage to get it into the featured suggestions. So now, if you search for, I think, who is Randine and is she Randine? You get, I think, Yasmeen maybe material podcast and i think andy's in there as well in the suggestions
0: <laughs> i yeah that was actually pretty uh pretty funny cuz at first when you started googling it um it nothing showed up and then i i guess a randine is a real person um and they are it, the, I think they have a cure for infertility pregnancy. So it was like, oh, well, like there we podcast. go. Material, just like us. Just like our podcast. <laughs> so thank all the listeners that were uh, searching for that. And I think I had P on my mind because it's prime day. Yes, prime day. There's a, some great feels <laughs> no, no, on anthrax. You might, you
2: might want to finesse P on my mind.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I
2: think I, I
1: think Yasmin needs to take a break. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just Yasmeen quits. Uh, Yasmin's walking away from the podcast, and uh,
1: she's done. Yasmin's drank a lot of coffee, p- and she has pee on her mind.
2: <laughs> We're recording on that most beloved fake made-up day of the year, uh, Amazon Prime Day, uh, which actually turned out to be better than the one they did last year, where people, they hyped it, hyped it, hyped it in commercials uh, in the U.S. all uh, for like three weeks, and, oh, look, Eight percent off on garden hose, isn't that great? Actually, there's some really good stuff uh, on Prime Day today. Uh, the one that really caught my attention was, uh, and for the show, is uh, the Nexus Six P uh, by Huawei is hundred and fifty dollars off. You can get the, uh, you can get it for 400 dollars and, and some change. And, and we're not talking about like the pink version with two megabytes of storage. We're talking about the real, you know, real Nexus phone. And man, I really came close to buying it even though I already bought a, a 5X and as, for months ago and it's working fine, even though there's likely going to be new Nexus phones uh, in September, just in a couple of months, because that is one hell of a really good deal. Uh, and it made me wonder if they're kind of overstocked uh, at Huawei or whatever distributor they have because that's I've never seen a discount like that before. Usually there, we've seen some really good discounts uh, on the Nexus line, but it's always been on the 5X. Uh, and there are also some uh, good deals on Huawei watches, uh, Android Wear watches from a couple of different makers, but they're a little bit more conservative. Uh, so if, <laughs> I'm sure, unfortunately by the time you listen to this, that deal will be gone, but it really does say that maybe if you've been thinking about, if you, if you have like a 400, $450 budget for a phone and you don't think you'll be able to afford six or 650 for whatever's new in September, assuming that's how much the, the, the highest price phone is gonna be, Keep your eye out for special sales because apparently there is some wiggle room in the pricing for the next uh, – over the summer.
0: Yeah, yeah. I saw the Prime Day deals. I was very tempted on buying a Chromebook. There was a good deal on Chromebook. Um, and I put it in my shopping cart because I was like, ah, oh, maybe because yep. this one's going to be running Android apps. Um, and then by the time I looked at it again, I, you know, I got sucked in, into work. It was uh, The deal was already gone because they had sold out, so I didn't end up buying a Chromebook. Womp, womp. But, you know, I'm going I'm to hold out. Oh, it was a it was for 140 for a Chromebook. I think it was like um, four it had two gigs, four gigs of RAM, and uh, I think it was 16 gigs. So it was, uh, you know, it was for 140 bucks. Like it would have been a great a great Chromebook to get, but. Um, I'm okay, I can wait, I can wait. Also,
2: I tend to think that, for, for I I think there are a lot, of, myself, no less than the listeners, are really thinking that buying a new Chromebook sometime in the next six months is a real possibility with the coming of uh, of Android apps to, uh, to the to Chrome OS. And uh, I've had to tell myself a couple of times, but it's only $200. I know, we have $200. I know that, Andy. Know. We're gonna make another $200 really quickly. <laughs> That's fine, Andy. But I've, as a consumer, I keep telling myself that, uh, everybody's going to be coming out with really good 200 and even th- even like twice as good 300 Chromebooks probably uh, in the uh, in September October or November and I'm going to wait to f- I- I'm kind of mentally putting aside let's say 300 350 dollars and the first time I see a really awesome Chromebook for three 350 maybe four no more than five. Five hundred and fifty with shipping and tax. You hear, know, you see where this is going. Uh, I'll, I'll buy it, but it's probably a bad idea for me to jump on the one hundred and forty dollars one, even if it means I have it for, for testing.
0: Yeah, you know, I was, I was really tempted. So I'm kind of glad I, you know, maybe missed out on the deal. And you know, there was like you mentioned some great deals on Android Wear watches. Uh, but I'm going to tell you why I didn't jump on any one of those deals. But first, a message from our sponsors. This episode of material is brought to you by Linode. This... A combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers spread across eight data centers around the world makes Linode a fantastic solution for your server infrastructure. You can get a server up and running in under a minute with plans starting at just $10 a month, which now will get you two gigabytes of RAM. You'll be able to choose your resources, Linux, distro, and node location right from the manager tool. And once you're up and running, you can easily deploy, boot, and resize your virtual server with just a few clicks. Linode's servers offer industry-leading native SSD storage. So you know it's going to be super, super fast. Um, They have powerful Intel E5 processors, and they have access to 40-gig network with uh, multiple levels of redundancy. So you know they're not dealing with uh, Russell's slow internet over there in Australia. They have an API that allows you to easy automate tasks or develop custom applications on the cloud. And with over 400,000 customers, they offer 24-7 support, and they're very friendly we want to thank Linode for sponsoring Relay FM. And as a listener of the show, you can sign up at linode.com forward slash material. You'll not only be supporting us, but you'll also be getting $20 towards any Linode plan. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. Go to linode.com forward slash material to learn more, sign up, and take, take advantage of the $20 credit. Or use the promo code material20 at checkout. Thank you so much, Linode, for supporting all of Relay FM and this show. So I, um, I was saying I, I was very tempted to buy an Android Wear watch. And, you know, I've been saying, come on, Android. When are you going to give me an NFC uh, on my Android Wear watch? I really just want to tap and pay around. And I don't think that's coming. I really hope it is, but I don't think that's coming. But there are some rumors. There's rumors out there that Google is building two Android Wear smartwatches with Google Assistant integration. So they are actually going to be, uh, they think that the rumor is that they're going to be under the Nexus brand. Um, and they're going to be released sometime around, you know, when the Nexus phones are announced, which usually comes around October. Um, one watch will be larger, sportier, and more fully featured, including LTE, GPS, and heart rate. The other will be smaller and lack the other features uh, other uh, stuff, I think, with, like, it won't have the mobile data and GPS um, or the heart rate, but it's going to be smaller, so that gets me a little excited. Um, so, yes, this is, you know, they, they're saying that Google is releasing their own Android Wear Watch. Um, so this is kind of surprising. The, the thing that kind of surprised me is said it comes with Google Assistant integration. And then actually kind of brings up a point because I thought Google Assistant was essentially replacing Google Search So I'm kind of curious when it says with Google Assistant integration, isn't that in essence the same as uh, what's going to take, you know, what's going to replace Google search in the future or are those things going to be handled separately? I don't know. I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of confused on, on that. Do you guys have any insight on that or?
1: This is the interesting thing. So we went to Google I, Yasmin, they said, hey, Google Assistant coming later this year, you know, expect it in all sorts of devices and places, you know, like Allo and these other messaging apps. And I was thinking about the Android Wear side of things because, it, I know they have a keyboard now and I know some people are trying to do that but it feels really wrong to try and intertext like onto a watch whether you're scribbling or drawing or tapping or whatever. It makes a lot of sense to talk to it, you know, if you're not in a super public place or you're not embarrassed to be, you know, Dick Tracy style talking to your watch. And then I was wondering, well, where does the Google Assistant come into that? Like if it's on your phone and not your watch, that that, that would be a bit weird. So if you have one sort of interaction mode on your phone and it's completely different on your watch, I mean, that's potentially something Google would do, but it doesn't seem that integrated. So this kind of makes makes a lot of sense. You have almost like a Nexus series of watches uh, that maybe potentially come out first with this feature. You're like, look, Google Assistant. This is what it's going to look like, and then potentially after that, you have all the other you know manufacturer sort of ones come out as well. Yeah, there's, it's a lot of things to unpack about
2: that. I was uh, when I the the language that was used in the article made me wonder if. They were doing something, they are taking some technology and some ideas that they developed for the Google Home device, uh, g- given that the g- Google Home is designed so that the way you interact with it is always by saying, you know, hey, shlomo or whatever the trigger phrase is. Uh, and of course, we already have Android Wear watches where that's a central feature. It's one of my favorite features. But are th- I just don't know. Are they, is, is the implication there that there is going to be a new sort of front end that takes you into the system that is a lot more responsive and uh, and and consumes a lot less power. Uh, it's a it's a really it's a really cool article. Uh, I just don't know what (laughs) a lot of this stuff means. Uh, It's interesting that they're doing, uh, uh, as uh, most companies are doing, a a larger one and a smaller one, the idea that the larger one is much larger in features, the smaller one is much smaller in size, but they're sacrificing a whole bunch of unknown features, including GSM, including maybe the heart rate monitor. uh, And I'm not sure if if, if this rumor is true. I'm not sure how that what that does to this device, because I think that the one thing that people are really responding to with wearables today is notifications from your phone and uh, fitness tracking. And everything else, even on the even in the Apple Watch, everything it does that is fantastic and wonderful is just simply icing on that cake. So if you have a, a smartwatch that does everything except for do heart rate monitoring, that might People might think of that as uh, a trade they're not willing to make. But of course, with Android, where there's a lot of other models out there to choose from.
0: Yeah, heart rate monitoring is something that I have on my current watch and I don't use um, that often, maybe just because, you know, actually putting my fingers on it. It's like, I guess I don't exercise a whole lot too. So I'm <laughs> not the type of person. I'm just like being honest, like, as a, it's not something I use like a, as a sporty person, like, oh, I want to check my heart rate and all that stuff. So that's probably why, um, you know, that doesn't interest me. Uh, but yeah, it is, uh, I would, I would love LTE. Like, I think that's something that if they could make it small enough and can still fit in the small one, that would actually be something that I would um, use. One thing that's interesting, so the two code names for the Android Wear watches, the larger one is called Angelfish. And they said that it actually will not support Google Google's interchangeable mode watch bands because of the design of the lugs and the band won't allow uh, for it to go in. But Swordfish, on the other hand, which is a smaller one, would definitely be compatible with mode bands. So uh, it's kind of interesting to see that, that the smaller one will be compatible with uh, Google's, you know, mode watch bands, but not the bigger ones. So um, yeah, I mean, who knows, you know, again, this is all rumors. And yes, I I don't know how they get their information. Someone, someone within, within Google leaks it all out. uh, But It'll be definitely interesting to see if they do come out with those two watches. Um, I'm hoping for NFC, but I don't. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen. Mm.
2: That's too bad. I, I really hope that they do that because we've had this conversation before. I mean, the one, the there's only one feature from the Apple Watch that I missed from last summer, and that is uh, just tap and pay from the risk. Um, it's also there are also things that I would love to see. Uh, Google sort of steal from, uh, from the Apple Watch, one of which is that if you have the heart rate monitor, not only is it good just to collect incidental heart rate information, uh, and it's not so much that I'm exercising and that I'm trying to go hit a target rate. It means that two months later, I happened to look at that data and it happened to, while I was riding my bike, check to see what your heart rate is from moment to moment. But the other thing it can do is on the Apple Watch, it's part of the security system. So once you, when you boot up your watch, so to speak, you type in a pin or something, there's something you do to validate that uh, you are the person who owns this watch. But after you strap it on, your pulse rate keeps that, that token Alive, so that's how you can, for instance, leave your phone at home and do tap and pay. Uh, 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 that, that, that's that's why it's it's still good. You don't have to take your phone out to, to revalidate. Because uh, as soon as if you take that watch off for just a few seconds they think, the, the watch thinks that, okay, it's possible that I'm no longer attached to the original owner, so I'm not gonna be trust, I'm not gonna tell people to trust me anymore. It would be great if my uh, my Android Wear watch could do the same thing, where uh, it knows that at some point during the day before this was put on my, when I was when I put this on, I proved that I am Andy Anotko, so from the rest of that day, when I, appro- I don't have to unlock uh, my phone, I don't have to, I can use it as a token authenticator for uh, Google authentication, I can use it for tap and pay. Uh, I- I would love to see that feature appear a lot of cool things. I guess, I guess what I'd love to see most of all is another watch kind of like my moto second generation that just looks like a plain old watch. So even, even if you're going to put a GF GSM chip and radio in it, I'm not sure that I would want the double stuff Oreo size yeah. <laughs> thing on my wrist. And if the only option were one that doesn't have a heart rate monitor at all, that would kind of make me have to think a lot about what I want.
1: Yeah, I I think for my part, like I, when Android Wear first came out, like I remember we got some at Google O, the Apple Watch came out shortly afterwards, I was super excited to have it on my wrist and try it out and talk to it and get my notifications and whatever else, but I've noticed more recently that I'm just, I'm a bit nonplussed, like I'm happy to leave mine at home if I happen to forget it, I'm like, yeah, you know what, like I'll go back and get it. It's just, there's, I don't know, there's something about the wearables at the moment that's just not compelling enough and I think we kind of see that borne out in the sales numbers as well like Android Wear hasn't been selling in crazy numbers even the Apple Watch which you know by Apple standards hasn't really sold that much I mean I know it's sold in the millions I know that's decent amount of units I know it's the, the top selling sort of smartwatch out there but even that doesn't seem to have sort of set you know the world on fire so I, I do kind of wonder what the future of you know wearing a computer on your wrist is like I don't know they're putting a radio in there and like all those other things is is really what people want. Like I know people want to say, oh, I want to leave my phone at home and I want to go jogging and I want to have GPS, but I don't know. I don't know if that is if that is the future of the watch like on the wrist.
0: I think they're... There is a lot to, to say for people that are kind of runners, you know, a lot of the times they have to mount their phone onto like you'll see it on their arms and stuff. But if you were able to have that on a watch that you could be out running around, you don't have to be connected to your phone. You have LTE service um, and it does have NFC tap and ta- tap and paste, so You could essentially go to the store and grab some water or something, you know, that, that you need um, and you don't have to carry anything else. Like, I think that's actually that's really beneficial. Um, but yeah, I guess none of them have really gotten there. You know, I think um, the, it's, the smartwatch will never replace the smartphone. It just it, it won't. But when you go out and do quick runs or you go out and just kind of do an errand or quick errand, uh, being able to, to leave that behind would actually be uh, pretty awesome.
2: Especially as so many communications is shifted away from the traditional phone systems and into things like Snapchat and into things like uh, Google Hangouts. Um, When you think about uh, having a, a phone chip inside a phone, Uh, even I sometimes think, oh, well, who wants to make and take phone calls on your wrist? Like, I'll have my phone with me. But okay, yes. But what if you have even a 2G chipset that's perfectly fast enough to handle paragraphs of text, which is really all I would really want. I would just want to be able to get direct messages from Twitter. I want to get text messages uh, over the phone system. Uh, I would even like to get notifications, let's say, from my home automation stuff, uh, my smart home devices, and to be able to simply send signals back uh, to my home automation. So it Simple 2G, you know, 2004, 2005 era, uh, radio would do me just fine, and it could be that once I see something like that actually working and see uh, fine developers take advantage of it. Maybe I suddenly want to wear not just a double stuffed Oreo, but a scooter pie on my <laughs> wrist because uh, I think Russell's right. I, I I love my Android Wear watch of it's my favorite smartwatch of all the ones that I've tried. It's the one that I actually uh, excuse me. I, I bought the Apple Watch, but only because I kind of had to to make sure that I would get it on the first day because uh, they were in super short supply. Uh, it's the one that I bought voluntarily as my daily wear uh, sort of thing. But even so. I can go a day or two without it and kind of miss it, but not go back to the house to go pick it up. I would certainly not leave the house on a trip without it because that's when uh, notifications while you're traveling uh, become so desperately important. But otherwise, I I went to, I I was in Boston on, on Monday. It was a full day from like 10 to 6 of just like busy, busy, busy stuff. And I just happened to not. I I, I didn't. I didn't. I think what the problem is that I didn't. I forgot to charge the 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 watch the day before. And if this had been like a business trip to New York, I would have said, Ah, damn it! Okay, grab the charger. (laughs) I'll plug it into my phone. I'll charge it on the train on the way up. But for the rest of the day, it was like, eh, okay. I don't. I I could delay leaving for about forty-five minutes and take a slightly later train. But it's not even worth. (laughs) It's not even worth one hour's delay to go to Boston to go get this thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like that as well. I mean, in fact, the current watch that I'm wearing is not even like an Android Wear watch. It's the the Samsung Gear S2. I don't, I don't miss the apps on there. Like, I you still oh my, love it. What's that? You're you're a fan of that from from the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, ever since I saw it, and I've had it now for I think like a month or two, and I I still it's my favorite watch, and only because I still haven't seen the benefit of apps on the watch. Like maybe it's because. You know, I don't jog, and I don't, in Adelaide, you don't really call cars to to come and pick you up from places. So I don't. I feel like I don't need apps on my, my watch like at all. And so the fact that this doesn't run any Android Wear apps, I'm like, you know what, I'm I'm fine with that.
2: Well, well, eventually they'll get good enough that everybody will want one. Right now, it's just for people who are curious, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I, I will be super curious to see if Google actually does end up making their own line of of watches, kind of like they do with the the Nexus phones, I assume. Like, you know, this is yeah. this is our sort of implementation of it, maybe in partnership with a manufacturer, maybe by themselves. It's, it's hard to know. Like you said, Yasmin, it's still, still a rumor at this stage.
2: The only thing that makes me a little bit curious about that is that, boy, we're well, already we have a market that people are kind of scrambling to have successes in, and the margins on these much less expensive devices has to be slimmer. Uh, and uh, already, people are talking about how is it appropriate for Google to be competing against all these other makers in such a competitive market. It seems like it's going to be even worse if, hey, guess what? You'll get Google styled stuff that's definitely designed with all the stuff that we haven't even told developers about yet, and there's no question that it'll get all the latest updates really, really quickly because we'll be do- developing them all in house. It's like they're going to have to like charge double for it and send a hundred bucks to uh, to motor uh, to motor- uh. Who's making the Moto now? Is it Motorola or is it Moto or is it uh, ugh, too, too much too much difference? Whatever company is responsible for trying to make money off the Moto three hundred and sixty and the Moto two.
1: <laughs> I think Lenovo is the is the parent company now. I think Motorola still exists though in some
2: capacity. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I know they sold part of it. I know that the phone's owned like I said, I, It's one of those things where I, I'm, I'm used to writing things, and when I'm second-guessing myself, I can do a search or call somebody. I'm not used to, "Oh, Andy, the, the thing that you' said the first half of the sentence of is the second half of that sentence actually true?" and now you have to do it aloud.
0: Well, if you would have had that, uh, you know, that typed out and did a now on tap on your screen, I think you may have gotten the answer, Uh, maybe even if it was in a different language. It would have been translated for you. They have added some now on tap updates. Uh, they're bringing the QR code back now. You can actually scan a QR code via now on tap uh, because you know you know those things are so uh, so popular around uh, you know the tech industry. You know it's uh, no, you laugh but, um, but
1: there <laughs> are some countries where QR codes are crazy popular. Like I've seen them on the, the front of like um, storefronts and like in shops and things like that. It has taken off in some parts of the world.
0: I've seen them, but what I haven't seen is people actually open them. <laughs> so <laughs> so I don't know if it's just marketers putting them up there or if people are actually using them. But I think one of the frustrating things on Android was that QR codes you had to download a direct app to actually access the QR codes. Like, it wasn't something that was built into the camera. Um, and there were some manufacturers that were installing it into their camera. I think I think Motorola did that, where you could actually take a picture of the QR code, um, and it would actually open up so you didn't have to install, like, a QR reader. Uh, but now you can do that via Now on Tap. And I think we've talked about it before. Now on Tap now works on pictures, so you can actually open up your camera and not even take a picture but just have your camera open press now on tap and it will read the screen so you can essentially now have a QR uh, reader via now on tap so that's pretty cool another thing that they've added is translation so you'll be able to translate any words or things that It's uh, built into the now on tap again now on tap is the service that uh, Google has had integrated I think it was uh, last year they announced it at Google I.O. and you press down on the home screen button on the screen and it reads through the screen and you can also highlight things if you want to. So you want a specific uh, information about like a specific thing that you're highlighting. And it's going to provide you information. Before, it wasn't doing so great. Like Now on Tap just never provided you that much useful information. But I think they're really, really uh, building it up again. And I don't know if it's because they're kind of building up to the Google Assistant and int- integrating a lot of the smart features that that brings. Uh, but some of the cool things is that they added this Discover More feature. So I actually Now on tapped our material podcast uh, Twitter you know, like just from the screen. And I get all this information like Material Podcast, Real AFM, Andy and Nako, And it gives me all these options to, you know, find his Twitter or whatever. But I can also uh, tap on the Discover More. And that actually pulls up any videos or articles related to the search that you're doing. They've also added another uh, cool feature, which is a little button or button, button there. I said it, button. It's not a button. It's just it's just a little finger that you tap on it. And it lets you kind of uh, with an overlay, kind of highlight whatever word you want. It's kind of cool. Um, and then, you know, you highlighted Google, and it gives you all the information, like definition. Google search for information about someone or something on the internet using the search term Google. Um, it's kind of, but it's kind of like an overlay interface. And then you hit the back button, and you're out of it. But um, it's so anything you tap will automatically be searched. So it's kind of cool. I really like the new integrations that they're doing uh, with Now on Tap.
1: I was going to say, I like the language list as well. You got English, French, Italian, German, Spanish, Portuguese, and Russian. And shout out to our Portuguese listeners who I believe won the uh, Euro twenty sixteen and and then went, you know, proceeded to go crazy like you normally do if you win a a big, you know, football tournament.
2: Woo! Yeah, I'm glad to see that Google Now is getting a lot more capability. I'm sorry to say that I still don't I don't instinctively reach for holding down the home button when there's something on the screen that i want more information about i still tap copy paste and put it in someplace else uh, and that's it's not necessarily because it, it's not a good app it's because i just forget it's there and so the more the the more instinctive they can make it and the more they can insist that hey look trust us <laughs> try <laughs> the, the more I guess, I guess just like remember when uh uh there's a time in apps where you would just sort of, you you don't know where a certain function is, so you just say, well, what if I right-click on this? What happens? I would like the home button to be exactly like that for Google Now, where I don't know what it will do, but it's worth holding it down just to see what happens when I do it. Um, and the, the difficulty is that it's so, you just really have to, be ingrained into doing that. I didn't know how long uh, Google Photos had the, uh, gu- sorry, the camera app had that feature where <laughs> aim the camera at something, even a street sign that you want more information about, and it will look at that. There, there it's, it's almost as though there should be I don't know, like some sort of a gl- uh, inner glow or some sort of a dingus that says that I don't know what results I'm capable of showing you based on the screen. I just want to let you know that the developer has taken the time to make cool things happen when I when uh, when Google uh, not when Google Now is used.
0: Now I want to know if Now on Tap provides any useful information while you are uh, running Pokemon Go. Oh, I don't know, Russell. <laughs>
1: You want to know that, Yasmeen? I'm, I'm going to do a professional Yasmeen thing here and I'm going to put an ad break in between this and the Ooh. answer, Yasmeen. <laughs> so, this episode of material is also brought to you by IT Pro TV. If you have a career plan that you want to set in motion, whether you're looking to start a career in IT or you're already working in the field, certifications and credentials are the key to getting your job or that promotion that you're after. IT Pro TV's mission is education through engagement with up to date, high quality video content. And access to the most important tools you need for technology certification. So some of the things ITV Pro TV has is over a thousand hours of content with 50 extra hours being added each week. Um, you can stream it on demand and live worldwide to your Chromecast, Roku, PC, or iOS or Android device, and you know you can learn wherever you are. So it's also available on the Amazon Fire TV and the fourth gen Apple TV as well, if you want that lean back experience. And IT Pro TV is now the first IT. T video provider with courses for sale through amazon's video direct so while subscriptions are still going to give you the best value it's you know it's cool to see that you can download them on direct you know through amazon as well you can get access to many you know google specific courses chances are if you're listening to this podcast you know that that might be your thing you know google apps for work administrator group google groups for business uh things like managing google drive storage and a whole lot more um you can get into the crypto blah. You can get into the cryptography side of things. You've got ethical hacking, security um, and a lot of other sort of engaging uh, tutorials that you can go through. And all the courses are transcribed. So you can, uh, instead of having to watch them, you know, from the start to the finish to try and figure out, you know, which bit am I interested in, you can scrub directly to the the part that you're looking for. Um, IT Pro TV has one low monthly subscription price and there's a no hassle cancellation uh, policy. So if you're a working IT professional, and this is the ongoing resource, uh, resource that you need to keep your skills current. And if you want to find out more, you want to head over to itpro.tv slash material to boost your brain with the most popular IT certifications and get yourself a seven-day free trial. So you want to check out their courses, live streams, more. You can do all that on there. Premium subscriptions are normally $57 a month or five seventy dollars per year. But we have a special offer for you there as well. When you sign up using the offer code material30, you'll get 30% off the lifetime of your account. So that's less than $40 per month or $399 per year. I mean 30% off, that's pretty good. So head over to itpro.tv material, use the offer code material30 and you'll get to try it free for seven days and save 30% off the life of your account. So we want to thank TV for sponsoring uh, this episode of our podcast and also all of Real FM.
0: Well, I wish I could tell you um, that if I hit now on tap, I could know more about my Pokemon, but I am running Android N beta and Pokemon is no go. There's no go on Android N beta, um, which, is, uh, which is pretty unfortunately because I was traveling when Pokemon Go got announced and I wanted to play it and, it was, and I launched the app. And nothing happened. Um, and it was because I was running Android and beta. And I told you guys, like, last last week, I was like, hey, go ahead and install Android and, be- and beta. It's going to be safe. There's not a whole lot of apps that you can't use. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I did- <laughs> And uh, so I wasn't able to use it. So I was really bummed. I like I, I grabbed, grabbed my husband's phone and I was like, hey, can I play? And he's like, no, you're not allowed to touch my phone because every time you touch my phone, you install something like beta and then my battery crashes. And he's actually been texting me that his battery's gone bad because um, I was playing with it. So I finally got back into town and I am walking around with two phones, everybody, because now I am walking around with my old Moto X so I can do some uh, Pokemon Go <laughs> And then I'm still walking around with my six p which is running android n so so yes, i you know i I've bought into the Pokemon thing because that is all you could read about lately um and there was some any anytime you looked for Google, it was like pokemon goo google security breach, privacy, ah, and I was like, what is happening?" Google is taking all my information, reading my emails. I think what was happening is that Wigglypuff was getting into your emails and reading them. But I I don't know all been. the things that went I'm going to have to stop. There's some down.
1: Pokemon fans yelling at you right now. It's Jigglypuff. Jiggly Jiggly.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jigglypuff. <laughs>
2: Jiggly.
0: Uh, I'm going to get a – see, I, I, the I, adorable played, I played it on Pokemon, Game Boy, but, but – <laughs> I never got that far to get Jigglypuff. Oh man! You just got, shot. got on. Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff
2: was one of my fa- one of my favorite Pokemon because that's the one that loves to sing and sings very very sweetly. But when her the, but the magic is uh, of of, yeah. of the, of the uh, Jigglypuff's voice sends people to sleep, and when she sees that, that people are sleeping instead so of listening, she gets real mad, takes the cap off the the, <laughs> the microphone, which turns out to be a magic marker, and everyone
1: wakes up with like mustaches and stuff drawn all over their faces.
0: Kind of sounds like my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
1: So, Yasmin, I have to tell you, uh, me and my two kids, we went hunting for Pokemon the last few days, so I didn't take your advice at all. I did not install the Android M beta, and surprise, apart from when their servers went down, which apparently they've been doing you know, quite often as they try and scale, we we had a whole ton of fun. So, I mean, this is not a podcast about the game. You've probably heard tons about it, but it's basically you go out into the real world, you have to find them in the real world, and so... Adelaide is a fairly sort of sleepy town. Like I know our population is a million, which is is a decent (laughs) amount, but generally we don't get into things. So nothing really takes off here. You know, people are are fairly (laughs) nonplussed. There were just kids and adults and things everywhere throughout the suburbs just just hunting for Pokemon. And you could tell they had – I saw one guy dressed in a full, you know, Pikachu costume. I saw other people with hats on. I saw everyone with their phones in front of them. And there's all these like gyms and stops that you go to. So there was – Massive groups of people congregating, and you think, Oh, it's just all 15 year old kids. No, there was there was old people. You see, honey, you
2: told me there would never be a socially acceptable (laughs) venue which I could wear this full full Pikachu fursuit.
1: Oh boy, boy, was she wrong. Yeah, no, now who's the immature idiot? (laughs) (laughs) No, but there were just so many people out there, and they were all really um giggly and friendly. So we passed. You know, people saw my my kids like in their costumes and holding out phones sort of in front of them and we passed so many other kids doing the same thing and they are like, are you hunting for Pokemon? Yeah, we're looking for Pokemon. There's a Pokemon, you know, back there. So they, yeah, it's, I, don't, I guess this goes to show that if you put something as popular as Pokemon into a game, it doesn't matter how good your servers are, how long they manage to stay up, what kind of account they want you to sign in with. If it's got the Pokemon, you know, the, everyone's into it. It seems to be like a, a worldwide phenomenon. I even read somewhere that they're about to have more daily active users than twitter so so there you go <laughs> when
2: the when the news stories start comparing its traffic to the traffic consumed by porn, that's an unusually high level of success. <laughs>
1: I'm not sure that's two things you'd ever want to intersect. But to touch on the other thing, I guess I'm the developer on the show, so I should mention the security aspect of it.
2: Yeah, there, there was a, there was a big kerfuffle when they when you sign up for when you when you activate on iOS, it says this app wants access to your entire Google account, and then you Google for what does Google entire Google account means. It means it can read all your emails and delete all your emails and make. <laughs> Unkind <laughs> comments about your private personal photos. <laughs> <laughs> so the I think Team Rocket is behind that.
0: <laughs> I think they would even start posting on your Google Plus page just to get their uh, their views. Up. Yeah,
1: Team <laughs> Mystic for life, by the-, the way. But um, no. The the thing is, it's there. There was a huge, massive internet outrage when people realised they went into the. Especially if you sign up on iOS, apparently you go in there and it's like this app has full access to your Google account. People are like what. So it it turns out a, a few things went wrong here. So one one thing is uh, Google has an authentication system that you can use as a developer. If you don't want to write your own, you know, ask for email, ask for password, store password, encrypt password, do all that um, stuff, you can just say, hey, just uh, type, uh, log into your Google account through a Google interface, not my app interface, we'll get a token back from Google and we can use that to get things like just your email address and like a unique ID for you that we can use inside our game. So that. That was the intention of this game. It turned out on the iOS side of things, they were using a fairly old, you know, OAuth API, like I think version one or something that Google doesn't even really support anymore. So I won't won't get too technical, but the wording behind this token was, uh, yeah, we have full access to your Google account, which turns out not to actually be true. Like the token that they get doesn't give you full access to their Google account. It just gives you access to the basic details. And there was a security researcher on Slack whose, you know, post we'll throw into the show notes who did a really good job of going through exactly you know, what this app can and can't do and what it theoretically could do, what it's actually doing. You know, he was monitoring all the traffic going in and out. And it turns out, surprise, surprise, that it was just, you know, bad coding on their part. There was nothing sort of malicious going on. You know, as far as he could see, there was no attempt at getting access to the rest of your account. And there is apparently a theoretical set of steps that you can go through to get from that token to like a slightly better token that will give you access to, um, you know, potentially things like your email the you know the app wasn't doing that and apparently they've they've patched that out already and I, the thing i found most surprising is google actually came out and said hey you know this is not a thing and we're going to downgrade all these permissions to like the you know the new sort of permission thing where they, they will literally just get access to your email and like a, a token for you so it seems to have died down i don't know what how do you guys perceive it on the sort of journalism and you know enthusiast end is there is there a different reactions out there
2: I think that uh, it plugged into a lot of the worry about anything that has to do with Google. It's not as bad as Facebook, but here's the thing. I wonder if you took all the people who are playing this game today, like we could check back in a couple of weeks, but today and said, oh, the thing is, we have to send someone to your house to like punch you in the sternum, not real hard, but kind of hard <laughs> to make, to revalidate your token to keep you working. And they would say, Okay, you said kind of hard, but not really hard, so it won't hurt. It'll hurt a bit. You'll, you'll shake it off and throw Okay, that's good. Fine. <laughs> Let's go. So I, I don't think that uh, – I, I think that someone uh, – it would have to, to become uh, – to be elevated from a kerfuffle to a full-scale Donnybrook or Barney. It would have to be something where somebody has – put a trace, uh, an IP tracer on the app and seen the amount of data that's being sucked out of the phone that seemingly has nothing to do with simply identifying you for the purposes of the game to really shake people. And even that, it would take a lot uh, because once you give people something that they want, it's going to be hard to talk them out of using it until credit card <laughs> bills start piling up.
1: Well, I mean, the other aspect of this is when you think about what data you actually are sending them, you're sending them your GPS location at all times as you're using this game, which is like, (laughs) even if they don't have access to the email, while you have that open app open, they know exactly where you are, like at all times. So, I mean, that to me seems slightly scarier than someone, you know, potentially reading some of my emails. Yeah, and super useful. I mean,
2: (laughs) it's like uh, if you if you really I think that the the next really one of the next really big startups is going to be they're going to create a really great game. But nobody has has any idea that the only reason for this game to exist is to create a really good heat map of, uh, of 4G networks all across the world based on situation and then use that to develop an algorithm for something that we'll use for very, very boring network work.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the other interesting thing about this game is actually based on a game called Ingress, which I guarantee you that some of the listeners nerds out there have have played. And pretty much the entire Pokemon database of gyms and Pokestops and all these other things actually come from the Ingress game. And the way they were created is by players playing that game and you know congregating in different places and having their different sort of battles in different places. And that's where this entire data set comes from. So you could think of yeah, like things like if they tracked you know signal strength at particular points or Wi-Fi networks or just people's behavior like where do people go and where do they congregate and what do they do you could do all sorts of you know interesting things with that you could probably even do like a few nefarious things with that if you were you know that way inclined
2: yeah there's well that's that's also causing uh, some other more real world problems uh, because it turns out that, of course, this wasn't like hand this 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 wasn't a database of uh, data of graphic points chosen to serve a game that would be of all ages. It's just a data set. And so, if someone is telling is, is if someone is being taken to an abandoned lot next to a school that's been closed for six years, and someone has decided for fun let's go there at 2 a.m. That may be a bad idea. Uh, there have already been some complaints from like a, just just this afternoon, the Arlington National. Cemetery had to make a notice saying we don't think it's appropriate for you to be hunting Pokemon in what for the military particularly is Ooh. practically holy ground, and it's not like you know beating people. Oh, it's it's God. more like do I do we have to at some point if you were if, so at some point you look up and you realize that oh I'm near the tomb of the unknowns. Maybe I should just put the phone away. Maybe it's a bad idea for me to do this. Uh, so there's a, there's going to be some growing pains, I think, if this game lasts more than a couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> gonna, there's going to have to be a better system for people who happen to be near a nexus of <laughs> where, where Pokemon hang out to say, yeah, we'd like for Pokemon to not be outside our door because I we're not we don't want to let people use our bathroom and people aren't obeying the signs. They're just peeing against our house, and we don't like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I think it, this definitely brings up another conversation of, um, you know, it's always when developers are building the, the apps and stuff, it's like they really do have to take precautions to keep their user base safe, right? And, and as we learned, okay, the, informa- the information that they were actually gathering from Google wasn't, you know, really all of your account information. Like it was just they, they accessed your email and that's that's about it you know um, but you know a lot of people were kind of upset because it's like a lot of people are using uh poke or a lot of children or children i don't know they're teenagers preteens are using pokemon go and so like if they have authent- authenticated with their google account you know what does that mean because they're not going to sit there and read all of the liabilities or kind of know exactly what they're given access to um one of the things that i love so much about google's response was users did not need to take any actions themselves like they They're just automatically going to restore the right credentials that they were taking anyways, but pretty much instead of it saying, hey, we got crap full, full access. Um, yeah, it, it took it took the news network, the tech network by storm. I was looking through on the Play Newsstand, you know, how you can search for different topics, and one of the topics I have on there was Google, and it's from all these different sources, and every single article that I read was about Pokemon Go. I was like, <laughs> man, is there anything else happening around Google right now, or is this just all of it? So, of course, you know, it's uh, it, a lot. Yes, these security and your privacy are things to definitely, um, you know, worry about and concern over. But, you know, sometimes I think it's like this, it's, it's a way for people to kind of be like, this is exactly why we don't like Google, because it's, uh, you know, wh- like the two camps of Apple and Google. Um, everyone thinks that Google is the one that doesn't protect, protect your, your privacy. And, you know, they're essentially an ad company so that they can sell you all this stuff. But, you know, Apple. I'm sure they they track all information too, and I know they have. Um, I don't know. I guess more 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 privacy. I no, don't know this if, is, if that's yeah. even true, but it's it's the two things that separate the two camps.
1: <laughs> this is this is one of my pet hates. Is that. Both of these companies track you. So Google definitely tracks you. Apple definitely tracks you. A- Apple does it for the purpose of selling you new stuff. You know, they track how many Bluetooth keyboards you have attached to something, when you turn that Bluetooth keyboard off, when you turn it on, how many times a day you unlock your phone, which apps you open. Apple is tracking all all that stuff. They're, they're really heavy into that side of things. The difference is they don't aggregate it for advertisers. So they don't say, do you want to advertise to people who unlock their phone like 30 times a day? That's not currently something they do. They do it in other parts of their business and they're going to be doing it more, but they tend to do it for themselves. So they're collecting all that data so they can use it to to sell you more stuff. Google do all the same thing. They collect all the same sort of information and they do it for the purpose of, you know, yes, pushing their services to you but also for aggregating that and then handing it on to advertisers and saying, hey, do you want to advertise to people between 30 and 40 who are interested in fridges or Pokemon or, you know, whatever. They don't sell, hey, here's Yasmin Evian. She has, you know, this many kids and she lives at this place. Do you want to advertise to her? That's not how advertising works and i think some people are sometimes confused by that they're like oh if i sign into a gmail account then uh, advertisers will know exactly where i live and what my name is and you know what my phone number is that's that's not really how that that side of it works
2: yeah i mean i trust uh, the, what i keep telling people is that I trust Google, and they said, well, "Why do you trust Google?" I think because all the information they're collecting about me is far, far too valuable to let anybody else have it. So not o- not only are they not going to sell my personal information, but they are going to take the security of that information very, very, very seriously. And also, I d- I do think that they uh, that Google has uh, has a consistent record of good faith when it comes to. Privacy and security, um, you uh, a lot of people didn't know before this kerfuffle hit uh, that, well, why well, don't you plug in security.google.com into your browser, uh, and that will take you to the page from myaccount.google.com that says in plain English, here are the apps that have access to your Google account and what they can do with it. If you don't want all each of these apps to do anything, select it and say, Gu- guess what? You no longer have any. You no longer have access to my account. Uh, your personal information. You can see what information does Google have on you, and you can say no, forget you, forget you have that, or stop tracking that. Uh, And so I I do think that uh, it does require a certain amount of responsibility on the user's part that uh, you don't really have to bother with uh, when you're using an Apple product or service. Uh, But the counter to that that I would make is that uh, Google services tend to be much, much more useful and much more deep in the experience that they give you than Apple does. But it's just it's just a difference in in philosophy between the two.
0: It's it's pretty funny because you know we last uh, episode we recorded uh, someone asked the listener question was like why doesn't Google know that I paid for my bill already and just stop sending me a, you know, a Google now reminder. And so it's just kind of the, the, the funny thing about, uh, kind of the difference in in the two camps. It's like, I want to give Google more information so it can make my life easier, please. How can I give them all of my information, you know? And then (laughs) you have uh, other people It's like, Oh no, you don't Google. Don't you dare, you know, uh, start start seeking into my stuff so it's just so funny
2: i was getting a complaint from somebody over twitter saying i'm just i just wish google now worked better it does it it won't tell me that 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 a bill has been that my bank account has paid a bill or something like that like, so so <laughs> that, that's the other end of the pendulum <laughs> like i i actually want google to have direct Access to every transaction that my bank is making on my behalf. I would, I, and I have to say that I agree with them. I, I'm not sure that uh, my bank. I, of course, I do banking and get alerts through my banking app. I'm not 100% sure that they can do a better job of that, <laughs> especially on the security end of it, uh, than Google can. And if Google now had access to it, and I would kind of like them to be able to uh, – like through Google Wallet, this this sounds like every nightmare that every hippie in 1973 who programs computers ever thought of. Like I would like it to – I'm about to use Google Wallet like online to buy – Like I said, I was about to buy, I came so close to buying that uh, Nexus 6P, and something in Google Logic says, now, I'm not going to block this. I just want to call your attention to the fact that you seem to buy a new phone every 17 to 23 months, and it is two or three months before historically new phones come out, and also, you made this, you didn't do any searches in the past three or four or five months on nexus 6p is it possible this is an impulse buy that you will not be happy with when the smoke clears <laughs> you know or even just being able to go just like google fit will say do you have goals great i'll help you make those goals uh, or i'll I'll, uh, I'll be able to give you information about how you uh, how often you exercise and how fit you're going to be i would love to, i would love for google to have access to my bank information for like what what's your goal I would like to be able to buy a car with fewer than one hundred and thirty-five thousand miles on it a year from today. Okay, we can make that happen.
1: <laughs> Ooh, Google is a finance company, Andy. I don't, I don't know if I'm fully <laughs> comfortable with that, but it's. it's speaking of, we hear like, and
2: obey Google.
1: Speaking of Google, though, there is a connection between Google and Niantic, the company that that makes the Pokemon app. And Andy, as a resonant journalist, I believe you'll be able to give us some backstory, like into that.
2: Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, there are a couple of articles about it that, fortunately, uh, <laughs> reminded me of why. Again, like I said, I think I know certain things, but then I have to look them up to make sure I know certain things. There is a, a Google. It looks like is actually going to uh, be part of the <laughs> part of the good news. Uh, who's going to be making some money off of the uh, off the Pokemon Go app because uh, Niantic, the developers of the Pokemon Go game was spun off uh, into a new company from – it used to be a uh, like an independent uh, company within Google. It was spun off when the reorganized under Alphabet. It became its own individual company that uh, Google was uh, – participated about $20 million in Series A financing. So they own – unless they've gotten rid of that, they've, they own a piece of Niantic. Niantic was founded by – John Hanke, who at the time was vice president a Google, uh, vice president in in charge of uh, Geo products, who himself joined the company when his company Keyhole was bought by Google in 2004. Uh, And that's uh, famous as the company that Basically became Google Earth, which led to, but didn't necessarily become Google Maps. So basically, Google bought Keyhole in 2004, brought uh, John Hankey in, uh, and because they were encouraging their executives to be entrepreneurial and uh, a lot, and they just, they basically let him eventually create his own company that was good enough that it could be spun off and become something that that Google invests in. Now the biggest summer phenomenon uh, of uh, tw- of 2016 is a hit that uh, that uh, Google has uh, must have uh, a piece uh, maybe even a big piece in uh, kind of kind of lends color to the observation that uh, Google has a lot of different products they are a huge company but one of their biggest products is simply investing in companies that seem like a, a good bet one way or another. Uh, other companies have to buy a company in order to tap into the profits it's going to make. Uh, but Google seems to have a lot of faith in its ability to simply put money into other companies that, that are run not by Google uh, and hope that uh, they're, 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 uh, they're, they spread their bread upon the waters and will be returned back to them thousandfold. So basically, all you all you Apple people who are Google haters, you are making Google money. Every <laughs> every, every Charizard that you find, and you capture, catching.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Don't get your money somehow. In Pokemon uh, Go users, after this uh, podcast, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, um, we want to thank everyone for listening. Andy, where can people find you uh, and ca- catching Pokemon as you travel around Boston? <laughs>
2: The key to Castle Andyland, the, the password is Anatgo. If you can spell it, you can get to my uh, Twitter account. I'm Anatgo on Twitter, or you can go to Anatgo.com. Uh, that's my blog where I usually t- tweet out and post links to uh, the stuff I write for the Chicago Sun Times and other people foolish enough to pay me.
0: And Russell, where can people uh, see you wrestling crocodiles, putting shrimp on the Barbie as you uh, hunt for Pokemon?
1: <laughs> yeah, we literally hunt for Pokemon in Australia. It's it's brutal. <laughs> so you can uh, find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter.
2: Now, I I just ask you. I just wanted to make sure that to put my mind at ease, there should be like a Google Now feature built into the Pokemon Go app that will do image recognition and say that's not a Charizard, that's a poison snake. Back off quietly. This <laughs> <Please, laughs> thing please is amazing.
1: <laughs> it's in the real world now.
2: <laughs> Come on, children. Go go! reach your hands right into that bush over there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but there's a colorful creature just waiting to hug you. Ah, ah.
0: Yeah, there's been some injuries with Pokemon Go. Everyone that's out there searching for Pokemon, be careful and Pokemon responsibly. I'm at Yasmeen Evian on Twitter, and you can find me currently carrying around two different phones just to catch some Pokemon and you can find us on the web at, at Material podcasts. You can send us your feedback and questions at materialpodcasts at gmail.com and on the web at relay.fm forward slash material. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, stay in material. Boom, 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 boom.
2: Randy is fine. I don't think Randy has a, <laughs> has a Teflon skin. It's Andy who's the real person with feelings, okay?